Empowerment Inc. Radio. We are here again on our program, Kidon Kids Spirit, Soul, and Body Series. We have a brand new topic today. It is how to renew the mind. Hallelujah. Please join with me and let's 
get started. Father, we just want to thank you this day. We bless you. We thank you for the life you've given us. We thank you, O oh God, that you are here. You are in charge of our life. It's not the devil. It's not my, it's not woman, but you, O oh God. Today we are here to hear from you. Teach us, mold us, guide us. Wherever we have failed, wherever we have not lived to expectation, wherever we have looked away, whatever we have done, we repent today. Forgive us. We thank you for your blood you shed on the cross for all of us. We bless you. We worship you. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a brand new day, and today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Last week, I spoke briefly on worldliness, and we talked about uh, taking hold of worldliness today. Then I spoke just briefly on renewing our mind on the ability of us to deal with this worldliness. And I was talking about we having to renew our mind. And I remember I went on Romans chapter 12. Let me read it again. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is a great verse that we need to meditate on every day. Now, if you notice here on the last, on the last verse, that is verse uh, 2. See the end thereof. It said that you may prove what is that good, what is that acceptable, what is that perfect will of God. One of these days, as God's will, we will talk about the perfect will of God. But today we are going to talk about how do we actually renew this mind. This scripture is talking about Christian life is a walk. It's, it's doing it. It's, it's not just reading it, but acting on what the scripture is saying. Working on it, doing it, you see it yourself, others will see it. Then when we do that, the Lord will see also that we are doing it. And that is how we will get result. Just reading it and not doing it, we may not be able to see any meaningful result. So that is the reason why I believe we need to talk about how we'll be able to renew our mind. Now, what I'm going to talk about, these are suggestions, and I believe 
God will speak to you in your own way how you will be able to deal with your mind. But these are just guidelines that you might take and you might add to it and you might remove some and you might put some. So I hope this will help us. Hallelujah. So most awful times when you go to the scripture, it amazes me to find out that the scripture is filled with the word mind. They have all kinds of scriptures where the mind just appears. I mean, the word mind. When you go to the book of Philippians, nearly every verse it talks about mind, 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 mind. So when you look at the word mind in its meaning, there are all kinds of different meanings. So when the scripture talks about let the mind, this mind be in you, it, it does not it, uh, uh, um, um, mean the same thing when when he says, for who has known the mind of the Lord? But we have what? The mind of Christ. So that we will be able to understand the um, the different meaning. But one of these days, I, I will be able to um, go in depth to this different meaning of the word mind. But today, how do we renew our mind? Just briefly, I'd like to talk about the, uh, the dictionary meaning, different dictionary meanings. For example, the Wikipedia talks about the mind being the set of cognitive faculties, including consciousness, imagination, perception, thinking, judgment, language, and memory. It is usually defined as the faculty of an entity's thought and consciousness. Now, the, the dictionary.com defined the mind as the element, the part, the substance, or process that reasons, that thinks, that feels, that wills, that perceives, that judges, etc., etc. Now, the Oxford Dictionary also defines the word mind as the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experiences, to think, to feel, the faculty. Hallelujah. Now, which means that when we talk about the mind, we are talking about the the place of our intellect, our reasoning, our thinking, our intention. Our behavior begins in our mind. And our mind is where we begin to have all this thinking, all those uh, thoughts we think about. Basically, two main thoughts. Our thought could be evil, and our talk could be what? Good. And most of the times, we always say, oh, your thought is bad or your thought is very good. 
or when, when we say, oh, are you out of your mind? And in most cases, we are seeing that the person is not reasoning well or is not in align with normal reasoning. So we say, oh, are you out of your mind? Or somebody might say, oh, you have a bad mind, meaning it's, it's not thinking in a godly way. Hallelujah. But how do we deal with this kind of concept? Now, what I've talked about is that we need to ask God to lead us, to guide us in our daily walk. Again, we need to ask God to lead us and to guide us in our daily walk. That is, when we wake up, when we are on our bed, you know, one of the things we always try to do is to think and meditate what what are we going to do today or sometimes a leftover thought we have before we went to bed it flashes back on us maybe a bad thought that we had previously maybe uh, we've been battling with that comes in our mind then it flashes back again and also this relates to our dream how we left off the previous night that led us to the dream most of the time how we 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 left off the previous day before we went to bed maybe how we meditated, maybe how we dealt with a friend, or maybe movies that we watch, we often play off in our brain, in our mind, and we go into uh, the night's sleep, and we have a dream. And we dream, and we have dreams that are baseless, dreams that sometimes are nightmares, which could be a reflection of what we dealt with the previous night. So what we need to do is to pray every morning for his leadership, for his spirit, asking God to take more of us, more of our inability, more of our carnal mind, and give us more of him. Give him, give give more of us. Give him, give give us more of him. That is him giving us love. Him giving us joy. Giving us peace. Giving us an ability to be able to have goodness, trueness, gentleness, self-control righteousness and on and on joy and all this we will always ask every time meditate on this give me more of you Lord and take more of me more of my wickedness more of my evil thoughts fill me with your love fill me 
with your desire, female, with an ability to think more of you, to focus on you, to know you. I want to seek you. So these are prayer practice. We, we intentionally meditate on these words. And most times, as much as it depends on us, we also need to reflect the ability to sing some songs. There are some songs you love, some songs you I build you up on your most inner faith. So these are the songs you bring into memory and replace it with those thoughts. When the thoughts come, you know, when you begin to practice this, all those thoughts will not appear anymore. There are times we have deep grief, but when we recall this practice I just mentioned, they are gone. Hallelujah. So we ask God to lead us and guide us. So another thing we need to talk about is we need to take every thought captive. We take what? Every thought captive. Now, let's take an example from Second Corinthians chapter 10. I remember there was a time I went in depth on these same verses. That is Second Corinthians chapter 10 from verse uh, 3. Okay? From verse 3. So let's go ahead and read it. So it said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ things we need to talk about is the difference between the heart and the mind. Now, the heart we can see. Okay, you can see my heart, but the, 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 I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying you can see facially, but you can go inside and see this is a heart, the organ. But there's another different heart, which is a spirit, which you can see. The same way the mind is invisible. You can't see it. You can't see the mind. Yet we are having a mind, which means it's spiritual. So when you look at this verse, see verse 5 says, it's a casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Talking about what? The thought, which means the mind, our thinking ability. You see, when you go to many of these verses, let's see the, uh, uh, the New Living uh, Translation. If I read, if I uh, go about that verse 5, Verse 5 says, it says, we destroy every proud obstacle. 
that keep people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts. Can you imagine that? He said we capture every rebellious thought and teach them to obey Christ. That is awesome. Capturing the thoughts. That is every negative thought, every evil thought, every thought that is antichrist, you capture it. You take those ones into captivity. Instead of instead of those thoughts taking us captive, making us captive, instead we capture those thoughts to be obedient to the thought of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the NIV also uh, dealt with that verse 5. It says, with demolished arguments and every pretension that set itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought Christ. He has to obey Christ. In other words, we are the one that is having those invisible minds that is thinking those thoughts that is being held captive. In other words, we are holding ourselves captive. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we are taking every thought now to, re- to, to release ourselves from every captivity we find ourselves. So we take those captive and make it obedient to what? To Christ. I say, Lord, remove this thought away from me. Uh, you know, many times we are fighting the devil. We we are uh, dealing with the devil. Uh, uh, we we uh, uh, resist the devil. We fight the devil. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. What I'm trying to say is that. Some of us have more faith in the devil than we have what in God. So we need to make that. Uh, we need to change that. We need to change that. Okay. In order, we need to have more faith in God than we have in uh, in uh, in devil. So we need to. Uh, 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 think about, about think more of of God in our thinking ability, recognizing the the authority we have in Him, recognizing that God is more powerful. There's no doubt that the enemy is there, but we need to think more of what God can do, rather than what the Satan or what the demon can do uh, against us. That way, we think more of him. And when we think more of him, we enjoy him. We, we, we seek him. We, we are in, 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 in alignment with him. We abide with the word of God. We read the word of God. And we begin to, to, uh, to surpass what the devil can do. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, so this is very important. You see, you know, Philippians, like I said at the beginning, has more of these teachings on this concept of mind 
Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, it said, Let nothing be done through selfish ambitions or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let it esteem others better than himself. You see, one of the minds that most of us have is a selfish mind. It's a, a, a mind of I, I, or me, me. You, most of the time, we, we want us to be good while others are suffering. We want us to be blessed while others are not blessed. We want, we want us to be okay while others are in pain. You see, it's, it's, it's a mind that is not of God. Uh, Jesus came and gave himself. He did not say, well, let me be good while we are in pain. We were in pain. The scripture said he had compassion on us. He looked on us and had compassion. I said, wow. These are my children. You see? So, and he was in the garden. He could have opted out and said, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But the, this, the, 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 the battle uh, on the guiding, the sweat alone that became as blood, talked about us, about what he went through for us. And how many of us can do that for our fellow brothers or sisters? And most of the time, we are so selfish, we are so self-centered, we do not want us to entertain uh, 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 any pain. Rather, we want to deflect that pain to others. As much as it depends on us, we want to fight, we want to uh, uh, quarrel, we want to do all kinds of evil stuff. And this is completely different from what the scripture is saying. It said, let nothing be done through selfish ambitions or conceit. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. That is in our mental faculty, in our mind, think about how better the other person you see, um, replacing it with positive ideas, replacing it with uh, uh, prayers, pray for your brothers, pray for your sister, mm? instead of uh, replacing it with thoughts that are not of God. Very important, you see. And Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, Let this man be in you which was also in Christ. This is also a humble mind, an exalted Christ. And he said, let this mind be in you, which was Jesus. And uh, and, and, and we have uh, uh, a, uh, a very good scripture that, uh, that, that we always say, for who? For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But well, we have the mind of Christ. So, at, at a born again uh, uh, time, or when we, when we are born again, we have the mind of Christ. So when we 
begin to walk with God, abide with Him, all this will begin to reflect. All this begin to take place. All this will begin to act in the Word of God. And when we act on the Word of God, all this will begin to be practical. Walking with Him, uh, uh, doing what He says, all this will reflect in us. But when we just have this literally, we read it, oh, we have the mind of Christ, it does not work. You see, it doesn't work. So we have to put it into practice. But as far as it's concerned, as, as far as it depends on him, he has given us his mind. So it's up to us to walk in agreement with this concept that we have the mind already in us. You see, an invisible component of it is in us. So how do we practicalize it? How do we walk in it? You see, so this is very important. Okay? So we don't want our mind to be a mind that is blind. We don't want our mind to be dull. You know, there are most of all that have a dull mind towards God. Uh, but to every other thing, the mind is so bright. But to God, the mind is blind. You can't see. You can't reason with the things of God. Uh, when it talks about the love of God, the mind is out of place. Hallelujah. Now, these are just briefly. Now, the, what we need, what we also need to talk about is replace our self-focused thought with God-focused. Any thoughts that is self, I probably have talked briefly on this just a while ago. We need to replace them with what? God-focused thoughts. That is, we focus our mind on the things that are of God. That is, set our mind on Jesus Christ. So allowing our mind to go anywhere that is not of God, you intentionally say, no, there's no need of trying. See, there are areas that you, 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 you know, you don't give the devil chance. No, you cannot. You are now a, a, a born-again Christian. You are a believer. Then we do not tempt the devil. We resist the devil. We don't go and be tempting. You know the the the, the um, you know uh, Luke chapter four talks about Jesus was left by the Spirit uh, when he went to the wilderness to for, to fast for forty days and forty nights, and after that he was tempted of what by the devil. You see. And he tried to play on his mind. You see, he uh, Jesus replied, "You cannot tempt the Lord thy God." In one of those uh, tests, no, we, we cannot tempt the devil. We cannot go and be trying. Okay, let me go here. Let me try it. No, you discover that you like it. Discover that you are gone. You are sore to it. You don't tempt. So you don't set your mind on the things that are not of God, 
but we set our mind on the things that are of God. You see, so we do not want our mind to go to where it should not go, but our mind should go to where it should go. That is going to the area that is of God. Things that will bless us, things that will lead us to God, things that will enable us to seek the face of God, very important. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Knowing fully well that our body is a temple of the living God, and the Lord has come to make his dwelling in our heart. So we need to respect our mind. Okay, so we need to do that. He said, then uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the thing above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Hallelujah. I think this will help us a great a great lot. See, setting our mind on the things that are above rather than on things that are on earth. That is when it comes to comparison. Things things that will make us to be very sad, things that will make us to be very grieving. So when you then make in comparison with what is of God, you discover that all those things doesn't really matter anymore. So you sh should not worry uh, much about them. You see, things that will make us to be very mindful, worry. You know, many of us, when we begin to think, we worry a lot. And that worry affects the heart, affects our blood pressure, our health, and on and on. It affects the way we relate to God. Affect the way we read our Bible, affect the way we meditate on the Word of God, you discover that all and all we meditate on that thing. You see, but the scripture is telling us here that we should what? Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. You see, at the end of the day, what happens to all? We are dead. We are gone. Both our mind and the body is gone. What we are meditating on is gone. But what is left with us is the things that are above. You see, having this concept, understanding all this thoroughly, and working in it will set us free. Hallelujah. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 says, For though who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. This is a, a, uh, um, the Spirit and the flesh. That is, as a spiritual man, which we are, we ought to set our minds on the things of the spirit rather than on the things of the flesh. Uh, a kind of mind will think about kind of stuffs and a spiritual mind will think about spiritual stuffs, things that will build him up, things that will make him grow in God, 
things that we're making to seek the face of God, these are things that we all need to meditate on. Time that the world will come to reflect us, the lust of the flesh, the, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, they will come in. Right? We might have a friend who does this. We might have a, a relative, a brother that comes in. Uh, they come. I'm not saying we we shut our eyes or we shut ourselves from them, but in comparison to the things that are above, these are just like toys. These are just not compared to what you will get when we set our eyes and our mind on the things of God above. It's more joyful. It's more glorious when we are impacted by the glory of God, seeking his presence, seeking his presence, abiding in him with praises and worships. It will, 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 will bless us more than all these things. Hallelujah. He said, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So two different kinds of people. One set their minds on the things of the flesh, and the other person set their minds on the things of the Spirit. He said, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Thinking about these things. Thinking about what is just. Thinking about what is lovely. Thinking about what is true. Thinking about what is excellent. Thinking about what is lovely. These are very important. Things that are praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So walk on God's truth. It's another way we need to deal with it. Walk on God's truth. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse verse, uh, verse 20. It said, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Verse 21, therefore, if anyone is anyone cleansing himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, every good work. Flee also useful loss, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 23, but avoid foolish and ignorant dispute, knowing that they generate strife. Verse 24, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, verse 25, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the scare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. So number four, I said, is walking on God's truth. So he said, verse verse, verse uh, 25 says, says, so that they may know the truth. You see? That they may walk, know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken 
captive by him to do his will. You see, knowing the truth will set us free. You know, Jesus was talking about to the Jews in John chapter eight, verse thirty one to thirty two. He said then Jesus then said then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You see. So sometimes the we are taken captive by the devil. And in the same way, you know, Jesus was talking about them in that same in that book of John, they were taken captive by uh the devil. They were saying that they were accusing that he was of the devil and he was also accusing that he was of the devil that they were hearing from God. I mean they were hearing from the devil. That is why they are not able to hear from him. And they were saying that he was from from the devil. You see there was this up and all like that. Uh, each, each person was accusing each other of the devil. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting. So I encourage you to read it. Uh, John chapter 8 is very interesting. You can read from verse 31 to to the end of that chapter. You see uh, when the devil finally says, you, uh, you, you hear from the devil and the devil speaks from uh, its resources. Okay, so you see that uh, knowing the truth will help us. You see, knowing the truth that will help us, and that and that with that we will come to our senses, and when we come to our senses, then we will be able to the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. You know, we also always come to our senses because we live in this body. We are in the body. We are in the body, and we are uh, walking. So we always come to our senses, and it's, the question is, what type of senses have we come to? Is it a godly senses that we escape the snare of the devil, or the one that is still taken captive of the devil? You see, to do the devil's will or to do God's will. So we need to understand that now the final one is resting in God's love resting in God's love allowing God to walk in us he said and 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 Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 says my time is running out time runs out quickly he said and you and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked words, yet now he side. So we have been translated. We are God's child. We are excuse me. We are we are his children. We are uh, uh, we should quit walking on fear, quit condemnation. We need to walk in love. We need to also know that we are a joint heir with Christ. And we also need to know that uh, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. First John chapter 4, verse 17. We are uh, God's child. We are not just uh, uh, a nobody. We are the rock that is, we are going to uh, be used 
to reach the ends of the earth. We are his hands. We are his workmanship. We are chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. His own special people. Hallelujah. It's, it's awesome. So we need to walk in love. We need to love one another. We need to love all. And as much as it depends in all, let us walk in peace. And then, like, um, my time has run out. So uh, see you next time. Remain in God's blessing. Hallelujah.